Hello, and welcome to the Rooted in Reliability podcast, your plant performance podcast, where we dive deeper into asset management techniques and know-how. I'm your host, James Kovacic, and I will be your guide to achieving industry best practice. The Rooted in Reliability podcast is here to provide you with the insights to improve plant performance and deliver bottom line results to your organization. In case you missed the last episode, you can find the Rooted in Reliability podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on the reliability.fm network. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Now let's dive into today's topic. It's my pleasure to welcome Ashley Laramore to the podcast. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, James. So, Ashley, it's a pleasure to have you on. Some people may be familiar with you, you know, attending events with Iridicio, interacting with a lot of people from Iridicio, but you handle a lot of the marketing here at Iridicio, and I figured one of the biggest problems we have in maintenance organizations is being able to promote and market all the good things we do and create buying and support. So I figured, why not get a marketing expert on to talk to us about this? Although super brief, can you give us some more insights to yourself, you know, what you do for your radicio, some background, that type of thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I have worked for Iridicio for two years and I handle and oversee all of our marketing efforts. Um, and that relates to any anything to do with our website, conferences, emails. I feel like a lot of people know me because I'm the person who usually is sending you an email about something that Iridi Show is doing or that we have going on um, with one of our products. All right. Excellent. So two years with Iridicio, so two years within the maintenance area. How long have you been involved in marketing overall? I've been doing marketing for a little over eight years. Um, and before I worked in manufacturing and in maintenance, I worked in the agriculture industry. Excellent. So what is marketing? Because I think a lot of people have a tendency to get confused on what it is, the purpose behind it, those types of things. And you know, we as maintenance and reliability people need to use marketing to sell what we're doing. But what is marketing? I actually completely agree with you. I think a lot of people are like, oh, like we don't need marketing. You know, we don't need to showcase what our products do. They speak for themselves. But I actually feel like that's completely opposite, that you need to have content and materials to kind of support that. And I'm actually going to read a definition of what marketing is. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. So according to dictionary.com, Marketing is defined as the action or business of promoting and selling products or services, including market research and advertising. Um, But I actually feel marketing is really present in all stages of a business from beginning to end. Um, Because if you're not marketing your product and kind of showcasing that in some way, whether you have a sign on the side of your truck or even you're sending an email internally to your supervisor saying, hey, like this is a graph of what we performed and what the ROI is on this project that we just completed or having a, a company event. It really all is just so important in the long run and it all falls under the marketing umbrella. Yeah, it absolutely does. And one of the things that I think people forget about is why they actually need to market, not just products or service, you know, to potential customers or consumers, but internal marketing. So why would maintenance and reliability people really need marketing? How does that help them? 
I mean, I really think, and I've seen this. Um, so not only do I obviously work for Erudicio and in manufacturing, but my sister um, also works in marketing for a manufacturing company as well. Um, and we always talk here and there about things. And I'm obviously at a different capacity than she is when her she's in a plant working there every day. They're, they're making products. Um, and it always has blown my mind to me that her company that she represents, and I think this goes for a lot of different manufacturing facilities, is they don't share the the good things they're doing. They're not disclosing to other other parts of their internal team that you know we were able to donate all these products during COVID to X, Y, and Z, or you know during a hurricane they were able to make sure that people were still able to have their businesses running and going despite everything going on in the world. Um, so I think it's just like getting the word out. Um, I think people think marketing is this high tech, like high advanced thing, but it, it really is so simple. It's just honestly spreading information that is vital to your organizations. Yeah, it is. It's spreading that information, communicating out all those great things that we need to do. But how does that really help the maintenance professional or maintenance program or reliability program or those out there? How does that really help them? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a couple things that help. Um, I'm a very big believer in positivity, um, just goes a long way in things. But I think spreading some of the messages that a lot of these companies are doing, you know, some of the the good things, just bringing positivity to other people. I think that's a huge benefit right there. But not only that, but it, it just adds to clear communication um, throughout your whole entire organization. I think those are probably the two biggest benefits um, that I would say an internal manufacturing company could have from having internal marketing efforts going on. All right. Excellent. Now, if we're a maintenance and reliability professional and we're looking to do a little bit of internal marketing to build support for our program, awareness for our program, all those great things. Do we have to have or be a marketing expert to develop some of that material and communication or where do, you know, what do we really do to get started? You definitely do not have to be an expert at all. Um, there, there's a lot of different ways. I think an organization that doesn't have any internal marketing or communication efforts that are talking about what they have going on um, to get started. And you, I mean, you can hire outside contractors to do stuff like that. Um, or even just someone just taking the lead and saying, Hey, like I see value in us sharing this information and, you know, us, you know, talking about this person, what, what they've done. Um, I think it just kind of goes back to like the positivity aspect, you know, you get one person who's positive and, and I feel like we, I even see this internally with, with an Iridicio. I recently had, um, Rick Clonin, uh, speak on a, uh, a, virtual conference that we hosted a couple weeks ago. And he now has this whole different like perspective of like marketing. Now he wants to step up and, you know, participate and write blog posts. And James has been a huge advocate for that ever since I started. He's always helped create content. So it doesn't even have to be like anything like over the top or anything like that. It's just someone having a, an idea or, you know, information that they have more experience in or more understanding and just, getting that out there some way. And I think it really just comes down to a leadership aspect of you don't have a, you know, a full-fledged marketing team or if your marketing team is focused on outside communication, 
But it really just, if you could have one person step up and want to take the lead, then that positivity of it is just going to spread to other people. So it's really about spreading that positivity. So whether it's a blog post, a presentation, a cool little poster, you know, we don't need to be a marketing expert to do that. It could be developed by some of our subject matter experts or someone who just has an interest in what we're doing, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think like even another way that people don't think about marketing is when you apply to go and speak at SMRP, for example, that all that is, is essentially marketing. You know, you're marketing yourself, you're marketing your company, you're marketing the information that you have. So it's really nothing different than what you're doing in your day-to-day job, except just putting it in a way to communicate it to other people. All right. Excellent. Now, who should we try to recruit to help with marketing? Do we need to recruit, you know, the marketing department? Do we need to recruit graphics? Who is there anyone we should be trying to get a little bit of help from when we do this? Mm-hmm. Yep. I definitely would recommend, you know, getting the people who are actually on the line to start with, you know, your boots on the ground people who are actually living that, you know, that life day to day and understand the information that you're trying to get out there. And then, you know, partnering with if you have a graphics team, if you have a communications person or a public relations person, um, but even maybe some of your executives, um, I think they would find huge value in wanting to share the information that, you know, you're finding important and that you're finding needs to get out there for other people to see. All right. Excellent. Yeah. I found a lot of organizations, you know, when they start asking there's a corporate graphics group or communications group that they will help to, you know, take those ideas and develop it a little bit further, you know, put a little bit polishing touches on it, those types of things. And I find just even asking internally goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say, I feel like, and I've experienced this, um, that if someone comes to you and if it's a marketing person or a public relations person at your organization, they're coming to you and asking for, you know, some type of advice or, you know, more information on, you know, the services and products that your organization creates. Don't get like scared or worried that you're going to have to, you know, be in this spot or limelight um, or anything like that. But it's, it's really, it's just so simple. I think at the end of the day, and I feel like people get very nervous that they're going to have to give a presentation or something like that. But really it's just getting information out to people. Yep, absolutely. Now, can you share some examples of what type of marketing a maintenance or reliability professional can do internally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of touched on this a little bit, you know, creating like a poster to hang in your break room on, you know, the ROI that you've seen or, you know, different safety implementations that you're, you want to put in there to have just a better all around organization. And I mean, just like little things, I mean, you can go as far as creating brochures and whatnot, but um, then I think kind of partnering with your your outreach and your communications team and letting them share it on your website and any social media platforms you may be on. Um, and they might even be able to put you in touch and work with you on having a press release written and having that in your local newspaper. Um, I think there's a lot of different ways. Um, there's so many different avenues of marketing, whether marketing, whether it's um, social media, you know, advertising, press, um, websites, you know, all the stuff on the internet we see is all based off marketing at the end of the day. So it doesn't have to be anything too crazy. You don't have to make it this lavish, fancy thing. It, It really can just be simple. 
This podcast is brought to you by Iridicio. Be sure to check out iridicio.com for a free copy of their ebook, A Smarter Way of Preventative Maintenance. This ebook will allow you to review your current maintenance program and eliminate the non-value-added work you're doing, which is most likely causing you more downtime than it is preventing. www.iridicio.com. All right, excellent. Now, speaking of that, what are the steps to developing a marketing plan for our program? Are there some basic one through five things we should be doing, or is there anything else we should be looking at? Mm-hmm. I really think the first thing that I always have kind of gone with in all my positions professionally is understanding and knowing who your target audience is. So if you have a, a maintenance project team who wants to showcase what they're doing or get their their executive team on board and wants to create a, you know basically a simple little marketing plan on how they're going to effectively like communicate what they're doing and that they're going to be sending out regular updates on this project you know in a more formal way than a, in an email um, I think that's you know kind of step one and then it's really just how you're going to communicate from there and you know, kind of like a timeline. Um, pretty much every like little project I do, you know, we have like a timeline and, but it really all comes down to like who my target audiences are going to be. Um, so I think that's probably the number one thing for any maintenance um, personnel to understand is who you're, who you're talking to. Um, and this is something that we actually talk about um, in our IBL curriculum um, when we have our students talking about their charter projects at the end of their project and when they're going up to talk to their executives and their supervisors on funding and the things they're going to need to complete it, making sure that they understand like who they are. So how do they understand who that target audience is and what message or method they should be using to communicate to them? Mm -hmm. I think there's a couple different approaches. Um, and I think probably every organization is different. Um, based off of the hierarchy in your organization and whether you have access to, you know, your, your high executives or, you know, if they're in a separate building and whatnot, but I think just kind of working your way up. Uh, and I think a great place to start would be your HR team. Um, usually they are work closely with every single part of different organizations in your company. Um, so probably the, what I would recommend for anybody to start. All right. Excellent. Now, how do we know if our internal marketing is effective? So we've developed this plan. We put some marketing information out there. We're promoting this positivity. How do we know if it's being effective or working? Um, so there's two things that I would judge um, this off of, unless you had true analytics um, to kind of showcase it. And I'll talk about kind of like how you can see that. Um, one, I think just sticking with your plan I feel like a lot of times, um, and I've seen a lot of organizations do this and, you know, I've even personally done this when we have other projects come along is, you know, Oh, this project, you know, we, we started it back in January, you know, but we, we now have a new idea. So let's go ahead and jump on that without completely finishing, you know, project number one. So I think follow through is number one to me that when you actually start a project, you actually complete it and follow your plan completely. Um, and you can always stray away from it, I think a little bit, um, based off of like what's going on. And obviously the whole COVID thing has changed a lot of people's organizations and the dynamic in a lot of companies. Um, and then number two, I think obviously people are 
learning more about what you're talking about and saying it. And then kind of what I would recommend doing is, you know, scheduling like follow-up once your project's completed and getting, you know, their feedback and stuff. Um, If you were to go as far as setting up information to go out on a website or um, you had information on social media, you know, maybe having your team that you're trying to communicate to and your audience do a poll at the end of it and kind of gauge, you know, from an analytic standpoint, what they actually learned and what they took away from what you have been communicating out. All right. Excellent. So we need feed, we need to gather that feedback to understand if it's effective and if there's a lot of feedback around certain questions not being answered or some unclear items, then we know where we need to tweak our marketing plan and just evolve it further. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think even like how I like to do a lot of things and what's helped um, when we've been at your show is just listening to our clientele and in hearing what they want to see. So even in your, you know, your final stages of your marketing plan, and when you're starting to do that, you know, wrap up, whether it's a poll or, you know, a survey, um, you know, kind of grasping what they want to see next, I think is important. Um, you know, your, 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 a campaign and marketing, you know, has a, a certain end, but you should always be starting to think about what's next. All right. Excellent. So we got to think about what's coming next. So maybe the first marketing piece is really around creating awareness of what we're doing. The second one might be creating some buy-in because we're showing some good ROI. The next one might be how do we embed and sustain this? We got to think about that way. So we're constantly evolving our campaigns. Yep. Now, what is the one thing you think makes the biggest difference in being successful with internal marketing? I really think it comes down to consistency. Um, You don't want to, you know, start and then, oh, like take a break for a couple months and then pick back up again. Um, especially if you have, you know, good information that you're trying to share with whoever that you're trying to communicate to. I feel like I, you know, I see this internally, even within our own organization that we'll have so many different projects going on and so many great things. And then it's like, oh, like we always forget, like sometimes like to communicate internally um, and it's just like comes down to consistency that we're consistently sharing, oh, like what's going on with this project and that. So I think it, that's probably the one thing I would say that makes it successful. And then, like I said, just kind of making sure you're following through completely to the end. All right. Absolutely. I think consistency is key. That really helps reinforce the messaging that it's not a fly by night thing or another flavor of the month. I think that definitely helps contribute to the effectiveness of it and also the maintenance maintenance or reliability initiative as well. Now, if you had a magic wand, what is the one thing you would change in a typical marketing program that you see out there? I would say, honestly, just having content that's not creative. Um, I feel like there's a lot of organizations that are very dry and kind of stuffy and there's so much stuff out there on the internet nowadays. I mean, you can go to a website such as Canva and make a graphic on your own. And it literally will take you two seconds to make, I mean, just putting in your text in it and just making it fun and creative. Um, I've seen actually a lot recently, these web pages um, that just have 
scroll after scroll after scroll with all this text and information and and like I'm lost because I can't even keep up with what I was reading on the page before. Um, so I think that's the one thing I'd like to see more of is just people being creative and having fun with it. All right. Excellent. So be creative, have fun with it. Don't keep using the same old stuff over and over. Now, what is the one action you want our listeners to take away from the conversation today? What is the one thing you want them to go do, try, learn, whatever it may be? I think marketing yourself. Um, we haven't we haven't really touched on this at all, but there are so many platforms out there, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Um, just get out there and like get active on those platforms and talk about like what you're doing in your facilities if you're if you're able to and you know share information and your views on different reliability practices. Um, I feel like I even personally struggle with this. You know, I'm someone who's very behind the scenes and you know always doing all. Of, the backside work of everything. But I read this article the other day and I'll make sure that we put it in the, um, in our notes here for everyone to go follow. And it was like, why wait until you have this perfect crafted message to go out before you post something on LinkedIn? Like it doesn't have to be super professional or have this data in it, you know, just get out there and, you know, get social with people and network yourself and market yourself. Yeah, I think that is a huge, huge item that people are missing. There is a book that I read, well, it's going back many years ago now, but by Reid Hoffman, one of the founders of LinkedIn. And he talked all around personal marketing, personal branding. I think those same processes would apply to what we're we're trying to get organizations to do. Um, But if you can create some awareness of what you're doing and those sorts of things, that's just going to also help the overall maintenance program. Yep. I definitely agree with that. And I feel like the other like big piece that comes with marketing is like a sense of community and just like getting active involved. Like there are so many different groups in on LinkedIn, um, you know, and it's a great way for you to connect with other people who might be having a same concern or a same problem in their facilities. And you might be able to work it out, you know, and work to a solution that way. And I feel like that's what people miss so much on some of these platforms is it's just another way to connect, to share information with other people. Absolutely. The book that I mentioned is The Startup of You by Reid Hoffman. I'll make sure to put a link to that in the show notes as well so people can find it. Now, Ashley, we talked a lot about marketing. We've talked a lot about things that our listeners can take and start using to improve their marketing or start marketing their internal maintenance programs. But before we go, what resources do you have that you want to share with our listeners around this? Is there a website, a book, is you know, a white paper? Is there anything that you want to share with them for to get them started in the, moving in the right direction or to better understand marketing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely have a couple of different resources, um, you know, that just talk about taking the kind of like what I said earlier, this fancy thinking out of marketing and just being simple, um, you know, not thinking about what you're going to post on LinkedIn or, you know, overthinking a blog post or overthinking an abstract that you're going to write um, for a conference you're trying to go to. Just just getting back to like the basics with it. Um, and I'll put that in there. And then I'll also share, um, my favorite book. It's called Atomic Habits. Um, I think it relates to a lot of things, but it's 
helped me a lot with, you know, creating a marketing plan and, you know, sticking to our campaigns and like the follow through and just consistently creating habits that, you know, and I even use in other aspects of my life. So um, I'm a huge believer. I tell everybody about this book. So make sure you get it. It'll definitely help you. And, you know, if you're trying to start, you know, a marketing you know, campaign or, you know, marketing, marketing efforts within your organization um, definitely has a lot of good resources on kind of where to go and how to get started. All right. Excellent. I will make sure to put links to all those in the show notes. Now, lastly, before you go, where can people find out more about you, connect with you, uh, you know, ask questions if they have questions around marketing, that sort of thing. How can they get in touch with you? Yep. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, You know, feel free to connect with me if you have any questions, you know, James will also include my email address. Um, I also have kind of helped with, we recently partnered with a couple of different organizations um, to host a virtual conference. And I really have enjoyed getting to connect with other people from other manufacturing companies and kind of, you know, share information about like what's working for them in regards to marketing and stuff. So there definitely is a, a huge sense of community, I think. Um, I'm a big believer in like community over competition. Um, you know, the world's way too small or, you know, there's the world's so big and there's hardly any people, um, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. You know, people definitely can work together and connect um, in a lot of different ways. So there, there are so many different marketing groups also on like LinkedIn um, that I'd, I'd be happy to share with people. All right. Excellent. Well, I will make sure to put all those links in the show notes as well. Well, Ashley, I want to thank you for coming on to talk to us about marketing our maintenance reliability program. Uh, It's one of those important things that I don't think enough people do. If I had my personal way of doing things, I'd make every engineering person take a sales and marketing course just so they could understand the importance and the need for these types of things. Um, Because I think so many miss out on it. Um, But I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us about that today. Yep. And like I said, if anyone has any questions, you know, feel free to, to just reach out to myself or James. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, James. I would like to thank you for listening and remind you that you can always find out more on maintenance, reliability, and asset management at www.iridicio.com and by following our blog. The Rooted in Reliability podcast is a proud member of the Reliability.fm network. I'd like to ask you to please rate and review this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. It ensures the podcast stays relevant and is easy to find by like-minded professionals. It is only with your ratings and reviews that the Rooted in Reliability podcast can continue to grow. I thank you for providing this small but critical support. We'll see you next week when we dive into another burning topic with Rooted in Reliability, your plant performance podcast.